This is it. I believe we are rolling. This is official here. Uh, this is episode, wait for it now, 350. What up? What? 350 episodes. Halfway to 700. <laughs> you know what they say, halfway to 700, then you've made it. That's right. That's how I've heard that about many things. <laughs> That's right. This is No Laugh Track Podcast. This is Justin Severson, the host. We're at Acme. Of course, it's a Thursday afternoon. I am here with a return guest, one of my favorites, Chris Porter, is oh, here. Oh, you say that to all the ladies. Ah, the ladies, the ladies. The, the hilarities. You, it's been a little bit, it's been a little over a year since you uh, were here. I will mm-hmm. refresh people's memories. Once You were at episode 178 at wow. one point. That was way back in December of 2015. Wow. You 285. Know ju- you know what had just happened in December of 2015? Kansas City Royals just won the World Series. It was a good year. Best year of your life. It was one of them. Best sports sure. year of your life. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Then we fast forwarded to the next time you were here was 285, and that was in February of last year. Okay. It was Valentine's Day week. Oh, I'm a weird act for Valentine's Day. <laughs> I'm just so, I've never, I'm not, very rarely are my jokes about being in a relationship, so. Right, right. I'm sure I ruined some evenings. And then here we are at the end of August in 2019. 350. 350. Back on that even tip. That's right. Summer's wrapping up. Kids going back to school. I'm so happy about that. The airports are starting to clear out. You do you notice a difference? Oh, man. As soon as summer hits, it turns into fucking amateur hour at LAX. Just like all these parents and kids that never travel and just don't know how it goes, and we, my wife and I, drove past the uh, to drove past MSP about a week or so ago, and you know there are all these planes going overhead. You can see the parking lot, how busy it is, the mm-hmm. park and ride and whatnot. We've, you know, both of us have only lived in Minnesota. Okay, you know how the seasons are here. Yes, we have they're rigid. Three or four nice ones in the summer, and then it's yeah. the rest of the year. So my, we're driving by, and my wife's like, why do people leave this state in the summer? She was, like, getting mad. Where oh, yeah. are they going? It's the only time that it's actually fun here. Yeah. yeah. Where are they going? Enjoy <laughs> it. This is all we have. <laughs> yeah. No, it's uh, – but I also live in Hollywood, California, which is very touristy. Yeah. So, it, like, all of a sudden, it's hard to get home. Sure. Or out of home. Yeah. So, yeah. Remind me, how long have you lived – in California. Since 2005. 2005. So I think it's 14 years this month. Okay. Yeah. Before that, where was it? Where'd Kansas City. Oh, it was yeah, I've only lived in two places. Only two I places? I lived in Kansas City and then I moved to LA. Yeah. Um, yeah, it doesn't seem like that long ago. You, Los Angeles was a lot of fun and uh, you're, you're never bored. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, it doesn't feel like 14 years. Was there ever a chance you were going to be a New York guy? Yeah, I went and checked it out. When I left Kansas City, you know, it's definitely, you got to pick one or the other. It's like in high school where you got to fr- pick French or Spanish. I fucked that one up. Oh, I did too. I picked French like an idiot. Ditto. I don't know why I thought that was going to get me laid. God, no. Um, <laughs> because at one point someone told you it was a romance language. Oh, yeah. And so the chicks like, were going to like I'll you for learning bars, it. i just fucking je parle français. And okay. they'll be like, get the fuck away from me, dude. Exactly. El dudo. Um, so went to New York in January. Like I wanted to go to New York in like the worst time. Because I'm like, I want to see it when it's at its worst. So, 
you know, you don't want to go there in like spring and it's beautiful. You're like, yeah, we got to move to New York. And oh, then sure. summer hits and you're like, I fucking hate this place. Right, so right. went in January, had a lot of fun. But and I still feel this way about New York. Love it. Have a lot of fun when I'm there. I don't think I could live there without making serious amounts of money, like two commas worth of money. Sure. Before I would ever move to New York. There, uh, I've been listening to Chad Daniels and Cy Amundsen do a podcast now. Okay. Highly recommended. Very good. All right. And in one of the recent ones, Cy mentioned about how he, I had no idea, he once tried out for SNL. Oh. And I, so now I'm going to start asking people, do you ever, do you have an SNL? No. Is that ever a dream? Did you no, ever? No, not really. I mean, yeah, no, not really. It's just, I don't do characters. I don't, uh, yeah, I don't do characters. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of tough and it's never been a never was really an avenue that interested me i don't i like writing i don't like writing sketches i like writing parodies of like commercials and stuff so like that kind of stuff sure interested me but yeah for the most part it was never anything that i was like i would never that's not a vehicle that would allow me to shine i don't think i see uh you we talked very briefly before we started here and you said you got a couple things going on this afternoon gonna Uh, do some working out yeah crossfit crossfit and also, get some, that in. and also some work and audition for something. Yeah, you got to self-tape a lot now, which is, you know, with the phones. And it's fine. It's a little awkward, but it's no more awkward than going into some office and interview, and, you know, doing an audition. With a stranger. With a stranger. That's so, close. yeah. And you also get to do a thousand takes of it. And no one knows but you. So, yeah. So, uh, and I, uh, I almost got it done before I came here. It just wasn't. Like, the take where I was, like, in the moment and having fun, I usually fucked up the lines. So, I just, you gotta nail it down. And this is for an acting gig? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What kind of history do you have? I have zero. What's your connection with acting? I'm over with auditions. Yeah! Uh, but why not? But they keep sending them to me. Yeah, I mean, it's like a lottery. You know, but with some bit of skill involved. Sure. So, uh, yeah. Uh, you just keep doing it. I've done a few acting things that i did an audition for that they just gave like i'm in steve burns new movie that's coming out oh what's that uh it's uh some movie about uh it's got dr ken from hangover sure. and jimmy o yang who's jin yang from silicon valley you'll be here soon in acme and uh they uh, they play young comics coming up in the scene and i just have a little bit part that honestly i didn't think was gonna make the final cut and according to everyone i'm still in it so as yourself no, I play a hacky guitar comic. Okay. So I kind of went for it. Like, I'm wearing the backwards hat and a sleeveless shirt. And nice. I look like I'm just coked out of my mind for the most part. Yeah, it's, it was a good time. But it was when we shot it, my call time was 11 a.m. I actually hit set at 11 p.m. And then everyone else had shot their scene like three times. I shot my scene once, and they're like, yeah, that's good. And I just walked out like, well... At least I got paid for the day. Yeah. I'm like, there's no way that made the cut. You, you weren't walking out of there like, nailed it. Yeah. Oh, I, I thought I had a good, I mean, I had a good time with it, but I was like, usually they have you do another one just for coverage. Yeah, right. And they didn't. They were like, yeah, you're good. Like, okay. Let's let them do it. We'll have them do another one just to make it feel better. Like in one take Wonder Porter <laughs> over here. <laughs> Been known as that forever. Yeah, right. Well, just with the lady. <laughs> Uh, what uh, what is your how much music are you doing these days? We've talked about that in the past. Yeah, very little. I'm on the road forty to forty four weekends a year, so it's tough to get anything going. Really, uh, the last thing musical I did was I went 
I was in Atlanta and I recorded a track with some folks that live down there and some like real musicians and stuff. And that was fun. Didn't go anywhere, but we had a good time. We might do it again. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, it's it uh, is the first thing I do when I get home is grab my guitar and and a coffee and just have at it. Okay. Uh, It's it's and I almost brought it here just because it was a longer week. But, uh, I, you know, I don't need to call attention to myself at the hotel. You know what I'm saying? I'm already doing enough nefarious things in there. <laughs> I don't need to be audible about it. Are you, remind me, are you self-taught? Did someone teach you? or? Uh, for the most part, self-taught. You definitely pick up lessons along the way. My Uncle Jeff taught me a whole bunch. Uh, but, yeah, it's, um, once you get past the pain of, you know, the calluses and making that happen, it's, you know, especially with the internet now, it's pretty easy to just pick up a song and sure, like even if you know, like you you can download the what they call tabs, which are a very simplified way of reading guitar music. Oh, okay. And uh, or you can now you can just go. Most of the time, I just mo- the way it works now is I come home drunk and I've just heard a song and I'm like, I gotta hear the, I gotta know this one, and so I'll bring up some YouTube video and just sit there hammered. And strum my way through it, and I'll be terrible at it. But then I'll wake up the next day and remember it sober. And I'll be like, oh, this is way easier when you're not nine tequilas in. Is there a song that uh, Chris Porter fans would be surprised that you that uh, to find out that you love to play? Some some real sappy one or, uh, one or Desperado. Desperado. I like that one. Okay. But, that, but, you know, that song is about guys like me. I mean, he, I always thought it was about a chick. But they, he kept referencing, there's that line in the fir- first verse where he says, don't you draw the queen of diamonds boy. Yeah. And I'm like, well, why would you call a girl a boy? And then you realize when you're 35 and you hear the song and you're alone in a hotel room, you're like, oh, no, he's talking about you, dumb shit. How soon after that did the tears come? Oh, fucking instantly. <laughs> like, I think it was dirt. I'm like, why am I sobbing? <laughs> why? Oh, no, it's about me. I'm Desperado. <laughs> oh, shit. This is like the end of Fight Club. Oh, Christ. <laughs> destroy all mirrors. Destroy all mirrors. <laughs> we have to destroy these buildings. So. Oh, that's That fantastic. was a tough one. Uh, <laughs> I know uh, Hank William Jr. is... Uh, are you ready for some football? No, family tradition. Okay. I know oh, that yeah. One. I like that song. That's a good one. Uh, but yeah, I think Desperado people are like, fucking really? Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, and even when I play it now, they're like, Desperado? I'm like, yeah, fuck you. It's about me. You don't know my struggle. How about uh, just the Eagles in general? Here's the thing about the Eagles. I hated them for a long time. Me too. And then I watched the documentary about them, and it made me love them. Uh, it changed my opinion a little bit. Well, because you realize it's like, oh, it's and he even I think Don Henley says he was like, we ended right about the time classic rock became a genre in like right about the time classic rock stations became a thing. The Eagles were ending. So like they go, yeah, it's not our fault. We were played way too much on the radio. Yeah. Years yeah, after right. we were done. Uh-huh. And I was like, yeah, you're right. It's not your fault. And then you go back and you're like. Especially with, like, Desperado, I'm like, yeah, this song was played way too much, but if you were just digging through records at a record store and you pulled out this Eagles record and played it and you'd never heard it before, you'd be like, this is a fucking amazing record. Yeah. 
And I'm like, yeah, you're right, Don Henley. It's not your fault. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, Already Gone is a good song. It really is. They're all really good tunes. But, yeah, there's a, there's still some of them. Like, I don't need to hear Tequila Sunrise. No, no. How about Dirty Laundry? Uh, is, is that? that oh, is that's that a, it? I think that's Henley. That's a Henley solo. You're that's right. Henley solo. I'm not. I'm good on most Henley solo. Okay. Uh, but I respect the man. <laughs> I respect the man. I, I think he owns half of Texas yeah, at this yeah. point. But uh, no, I. I yeah. Well, that was Don Henley busting in. <laughs> you just keeled over. How have the last uh, two nights been here at Acme? Really great, actually. You know, I. I don't do a lot of Tuesdays anymore. Uh, well, from what I hear, who does really? For sure. And I didn't even really, I mean, I guess in retrospect, listen, with Acme, I'm just happy to get an offer just because it's such a great club. I don't really pay it a lot of attention. <laughs> I'm starting Tuesday? Okay. Yeah, I didn't even look at it till it was too late. <laughs> um, right. But for Lewis, it's like, yeah, fine, because it's. I love this club, and I mean, I'm sure a million comics have said it, but it's just a very familial scene. Like, I know everybody, we're hanging out. It's also kind of, I don't know, this place is kind of like if you're hanging out at your super rich uncle's basement. You know what I'm saying? Where he's got the bar, and then he's got this, like, club that people just hang out in. Wait till you see the bar he put in. Like, if we're just hanging out at Uncle Lewis's right rec room. Yeah. Which would be a terrible name, but closer to what it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I don't mind. And it's really flying by. It, I, I was even thinking today. I'm like, oh fuck, tomorrow's Friday. Like, yeah. oh awesome, we're almost we're almost through this. And I get most of the next week at, in Los Angeles. I fly to Kansas City for one night to make good on a charity thing. But uh, oh, okay, I donate a show to my parents' church every year, and they auction it off. With the caveat, like, I'm going to do my club act. That was going to be my question. Like, it's not going to be clean. And, and the funny thing was, I offered it I offered every year. And this year, they kind of hem-hawed about it. And I was like, that's cool. But I happen to be in town for the auction itself. Oh. And it's a, you know, I'm not part of the Catholic Church anymore. But this particular church I'm involved in is because I like the scene. And it's, you know, my it started in my great-grandparents' basement. Or oh. living room, so I kind of feel a sense of loyalty to it. Sure. And I'm just sitting there, I'm half drunk, and this guy kind of sidles up next to me. He goes, hey, when's your show go up? And I go, what are you talking about? He goes, well, I want to bid on your show, but I don't see it on the, I don't know, menu or whatever it is, list of auction items. Yeah. Uh, I go, oh, I asked, I told him I'd do it. They didn't want it. And he goes, well, if you get them to, if you get them to put it up, I'll I'll bid on it. And we'll make sure it sells for whatever you want to sell it for. And I was like, it's like as long as it sells, as long as the school gets three grand out of it, I think we're good. He's like, oh, that's easy. So we went, I went up there drunk. Or my, I go, go tell my dad because he knows what to do. And the guy starts saying the things. And I just went up there and grabbed the mic from him. I go, listen, I'm going to curse. No kids. Have fun. And gave him the mic back. And uh, it sold for $3,700. And then another guy came up to me and he was like, if I match it, will you do another one? So we sold two. Holy School shit. got seven grand out of it. Um, nice. Because they pay for my flights, obviously. I'm all for churches, but <laughs> I'm not losing money. We got to be realistic. Deal. I'm not losing money right. on the deal. So, uh, but yeah, and so it's a it's a great thing for the church, and 
uh, and it's you know it's fun for me. It's a reason to go home. I hang with my parents for a night. Yeah. And, but it's literally in between shows at the Bray Improv. I do Thursday night, and for whatever reason, I have Friday off. And then I think they have like a big name coming in. And then so fat Friday, I fly to Kansas City and fly back Saturday and then do two shows Saturday oh, night. Right on. So, yeah, it's going to be a weekend. Could you possibly come up with some sort of religious jokes before that? Uh, I mean, I could. I don't. I don't. You just don't want to? No, it's um, I make fun of the neighborhood and make fun of other things. And that's fine. But I mean, just as a general rule, I try not to make fun of politics or religion. Right. Especially in today's environment. Uh huh. Also, I'm a 40-year-old white man. I don't really have a lot of leeway on those. <laughs> I've heard that. Yeah. You got to stay in your zone. I've heard that. Uh, and what you just said, I think, is sort of the idea behind your uh, latest special that a is on Amazon. Amazon Prime, iTunes, everywhere but Netflix and Hulu. Yeah. So you got you to gotta dig a little for it. Oh, not really. Uh, yeah, that was kind of the... I decided that about two months into writing that hour that I wasn't going to address those scenarios, mainly because I had seen so on Instagram so many of my comic friends go into these red states and do their anti-Trump stuff and then wonder why it was why people were getting upset. Yeah. And I'm like, well, he, he he's really popular there. <laughs> it's like if you went to North Korea and made fun of Kim Jong-un. Right. Like, they're going to be mad at you. Yeah. You're not going to be seen again. Um, so, and I, and, and like, it occurred to me, I'm like, these people are coming to my shows to get away, to, they're coming to all of our shows to get away from shit like that. Like, the world is so toxic and so gross right now that I want them to come in here and not have to worry about that shit for at least 60 minutes of my act. I don't control what the openers say. Uh, so if they, if they touch on it, whatever. But mm-hmm. I'm not, you're not going to get that from me. I want you to come in here. I want you to have a good time, no matter what your views on politics are. I just want this to be a place of where we can all just have a good time. Unify, maybe not unify ourselves, but at least in this moment, be one. I like how you said, uh, you know, we're just spending this little amount of time with each other. I'm yeah. not going to change anybody's beliefs. Absolutely. Uh, and, yeah, it's like, and I just see people... I don't want to mention names, but I see comics go up there and they're just like, it's just all this anti-Trump shit. And it's like, man, you're not changing anyone's mind. Right. And they're all going to go home and they're just going to be like, fuck that liberal. And then some words that you probably shouldn't say on a podcast. <laughs> Pretty and, much. And it's like, well, you know, that's what you, what did you expect was going to happen? Yep. And so, yeah, I just real and you know, also I, fa- most of my family is of that ilk. You know, a lot of my family's Trump supporters, and when we hang out, we don't talk about that. And when we do, it gets heated. Mm-hmm. And because uh, they're fucking idiots. <laughs> but whatever. And they're saying the same shit about me, and that's fine. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. It just But, like, when you're coming to a Chris Porter show, have a good time, man. I watched it. A man from Kansas. Thank you. Very funny. Thank you. I appreciate it. I expected to laugh. I did laugh. Okay. Expected to enjoy it. I did enjoy it. It's good to meet expectations. <laughs> Congratulations on that. Uh, and here, here's a crazy random uh, connection in my life to that uh, special. Okay. You bring up some uh, app or something called T-Tackle? Tackle. Yeah, T-A-K-L. So I had not heard of that 
up until watching your special just recently. Although, I, and then I put I put two and two together. I've been seeing billboards that look like something that said "tavel, tackle, tackle." I didn't know what the fuck it said. It just said Kathy Lee Gifford's face on it. And then when I heard your special and you said "tackle," I went immediately to Google and and, and you even in your special you you do the like T A K L. So I Google that and Kathy Lee. I'm like, ah, there it is. There it now, is. Now I have the connection in my head. <laughs> well, you're so welcome. Thank you for that. Very it's, much. It's a joke and a public service. <laughs> it absolutely, is. it's what we're here for. <laughs> It absolutely is. Uh, the other thing that I love from that that uh, that uh, I can very much relate to is you ripping on uh, Luke Bryan. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's become effective. Uh, I've had many people contact me on Instagram. I like, saw one of them that you posted. Yeah, I used to love Luke Bryan, and ever since your bit, I can't stand him. And uh, sometimes you just got to slap people in the face and re- make them realize that they were in a trance of some sort. Yeah. Uh-huh. And like, oh, right, that shit is terrible. Were you uh, original, like a country music fan? I Overall? love country. You do. But okay. not new country. Right. New country's garbage. Mm-hmm. It's the fucking, I, I don't even know what it is. People always have exceptions. Is there an exception to you? Like, well, I hate new country except... No, I mean, because, like, I love Jamie Johnson, but he's not new country. Uh, Yeah, there's no no one of that genre that I can really get into. It's just, it's a very watered down uh, version of, it's just, and it's dumb. It's just real dumb. That whole Luke Bryan, all those guys, Keith Urban. The only thing I like about Luke Bryan, I never was a country music fan. My yeah. wife worked at a country music station, an old-timey one for a little okay. while. So she had some very strong opinions about that. But one of my part-time jobs is uh, working at, you know, around the stadiums, and uh, I've worked like three Luke Bryan concerts. So the only positive thing I can say about him is he sells a lot of tickets, and they drink a lot of alcohol. You know, Bud Light is the number one beer in the entire country. It doesn't make it right. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> right? Like I can't, I can't help the fact that people are just like it's easy. Yeah, I've sold so much Bud Light in my life, and that's what a lot of people, you know, and that's what a girl said that, on that same post that I posted. She goes, "I like pop music because it's easy. I don't have to think about it." And that's the same way with Bud Light and all that shit. It doesn't taste great, but it's everywhere, and you don't have to think about it. Like you, you can I have a Bud Light? Yeah, because mm-hmm. you're in America. You know, when you get on, you know. Meanwhile, I'm going into a bar, going, "You don't have 1942." Right, and then I and then I'm calling you an asshole, like. Oh, Luke! Like yeah, you he, have to admire. I genuinely admire that. Like, I wish some t- in my weaker moments, I wish I had led that life. What do you mean? That suburban. You know, I go to work. I fucking I married the girl I went to high school with. I live in the same school district I went to. Uh, everything's great. The Tonight Show's recorded at ten thirty p.m. Uh, Disney World's the greatest place on earth, yes. and P.F. Chang's is authentic Chinese food. <laughs> like I want that. Sometimes I admire that level of naivete. Uh huh. Like <laughs> you know, I wish sometimes that flying was still an amazing deal yeah or that staying in a hotel was exciting like there's definitely this life that i have is amazing but it takes away the glitz and the glamour of a lot of things Mm -hmm. i can tell you i 
flying is still a treat for me. Yeah. I enjoy it nearly every time. Even when I get upgraded, I could give four shits. Wow. I'm just like, oh, cool. I'll be able to. It's just a little bit bigger now. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just, I mean, it's just part of my day-to-day life. So it's just, it's just how I get to work. And it's just like, I see people get on planes and they just have this look of amazement. They're like, we're going somewhere. Yeah. I never go anywhere. <laughs> this is so great. And meanwhile, I'm in the seat going, I wish I wasn't going anywhere. Right. I wish, you know. And I wish I was at home. We're y- there leaving. Yeah, you have no idea what you're living like. And <laughs> so, you know, I wish, you know, you wish you had a house in suburbia and, you know, a finished basement. And that you that you went to a bar and just asked for a Bud Light and were satisfied. And you were just the happiest dude on the face of the yeah. fucking planet. Maybe every once in a while you got crazy and went Michelob Golden Draft Lights. Right. But also... If I lived that life, it, there would always be that what if. That's one thing I don't have in my life now. Isn't that great? Is that it's not like what if I would have tried this or what if I would have tried that. Yeah. Like, I, I am trying it, and it's going well. It's all, As a matter of fact, I'm at a point now where I can't stop. Like I literally have no other employable skills. One of the things you said uh, the last time we recorded, I listened back to it, and you said that you like having something to look forward to. Yeah. What is that right now? Just the next, I mean, and that's what's kind of cool is like our cycle never changes. It's like, okay, I just dropped a man from Kansas, so now I got to write whatever the fuck's coming next. Yeah. So, and then also, I have another year's worth of dates coming up, and a lot of the same people come to the same shows. So you have to, you want people to come and see a whole new show. So it's, I'm always looking forward to the next hour. Well, I can tell people that I have li- I have watched A Man from Kansas, and I have seen the set that you're doing this week at Acme. Yeah, there there are no similarities. No, no, I'm moving forward. I I don't I didn't recognize one thing that I heard from the special. I do uh, stuff at the I do old stuff at the end at as, the very end at the very end. Is I like, recognize that, and that and I learned that from Burke. I used to not do that at all. I used to be like, no, I just do the new stuff. And then Burke Kreischer and I were having lunch, and he was telling me. Oh, he was doing a noon show at in Omaha, and I was there. And this was a few years ago before, like, he really blew up. Oh, yeah. And so he was still doing those call-in-sick-to-work shows where he'd do it at, like, noon. And he'd sell out a noon show. And, uh, but he he was like, oh, I have to do the, I have to do 13 minutes at the end of the machine. I was like, you don't have to do shit if you don't want to. And it's like, your fans have expectations. And he goes, if you went to see your favorite band and they didn't play their favorite song, You'd be mad. And I was like, yeah, but comedy's different. He goes, watch this. So he, they bring him up on stage. And he's like, how many? He goes, before I get into the new stuff, how many of you have to hear the machine bit tonight by raise of hands? And uh, half the people raised their hand. And Bert looked directly at me and goes, that's all I needed to know. Okay. And so from that point forward, I was like, oh, okay. So I went back and remembered and learned some old bits. And, you know, which is weird to go listen to yourself on Spotify. Uh, but I made myself six cents, so there you go. <laughs> uh, so yeah, and so I went back, and now at the end, uh, I do a couple things. You know, usually someone will have requested something because I do a Q and A during the checks. Cause yeah, no I noticed you're still doing that. Yeah, I mean, it only goes away when I'm like really finishing up the hour, and I just genuinely don't have time for it. Okay. Uh, but I feel like it's a good. And, you know, it's not something I do to stall for time. So, And there's definitely been shows where I'm like, anybody have any questions? No? All right, move the fuck on. There's sometimes with zero. Yeah. Okay. And it's like, that's fine. Yeah. 
but uh, there most of the time people. Most of the time, people ask a question that they think will just lead me in, like a morning DJ. Like, they're like, so what do you think about pickles? Yeah. Or Have you ever been to Taco Bell? Yeah, it's yeah. a lot of that. Yeah. So I just, so then you're like, okay, well, then I'll do those bits at the end. Yeah, yeah. And then I stole a thing from John Panette. It's not a bit, so I don't, and he's dead. So, but when I opened for John Panette, he, at the very end, we go, I have some friends in from out of town that asked me to do an old joke. That I don't do anymore, but I'd be more than happy to do it for you guys. And then he would do the killer whale buffet joke. Yeah. Oh, yes. There were no friends in town, but he knew everyone in the fucking show wanted to hear it. So he fucking did it. And he knew there was no organic way just to get into uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. So I do that. I'm just like, I got friends in town. Want to hear some old bits. Here oh, yeah. Go. And, that's, and that's if no one's requested it. But, yeah. Uh, when I was doing radio, it, we would make up listener segment letters just to get a story out that we... That needed, like, a good setup. Yeah. Yeah. You, we made up things that, oh, yeah, somebody brought this up. No, it was our idea. My sister gets paid to be a call-in person. She's one of those people? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she makes, like, 40 bucks a phone call or something. Yeah. And she says it's awful. but I Because I be- a lot of DJs, they, like, have very specific expectations of what they want. Oh, I definitely believe and that he's, that's awful. And my sister's like, you know that's not funny, right? <laughs> Like I'm, I mean, comedy is a, my sister produces comedy in Los Angeles. Yeah, so yeah. She's like, I know what the fuck's going on. Uh huh. So yeah. <laughs> I, I uh, yeah, I, I've heard those stories about the, the what are they, the store where the, yeah, it's like the couples that have the they're in a fight. She probably yeah. plays like the scorned oh, yes. girlfriend yes, yes, or wife course. or something that found out she's being cheated on. Yes. Yeah. Ridiculous. Uh yeah. Sorry to break the fourth wall there, morning radio listeners. Yeah, I know. Some of that shit didn't really happen. Uh-huh. Well, most of it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely most of it. Are you... Actually, I know the answer to it, because I snuck back there and looked to see if you had them sitting back there. The, you're selling the albums and stuff yeah, after the shows. still selling vinyls. Uh, as a matter of fact, I, uh, I was just talking to Dan over at Stand Up, and we... I've got some really exciting things coming with my first record that, oh. I, that I don't want to get into. Okay. But uh, some very unique, fun plans. A way to get it back out there? Uh, yeah, just, you know, it was always on DVD. Uh, I do enough vinyls at this point. I wanted to do something special with that record because it it's kind of like my garage days revisited. <laughs> like if you're a metallic. Of course. Fan, like it's just like. It's an older tape that no one really knows about or remembers. So, uh, yeah, I think we're just going to put it out in some weird format. Okay. That, you know, there's going to be, uh, yeah, it's going to be, we're doing a Wu-Tang-esque thing with one of the things. So okay. Be fun. <laughs> yeah, don't give away too much. Don't give away too much. Well, I definitely, uh, I just, in the last year, got a record player. So now I'm looking for excuses to add to that. So I'm going to buy one of those from you when we're done. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, I even I brought cash. I made sure. That's I what we're here for. Yeah. Cash money. We're moving merchandise. That's <laughs> what we're here for. <laughs> uh, did you see... I'm not even going to tell you the name right off the bat here. Okay. Comedian. All right. Did a show yep. earlier this week. Nope. Don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> End of story. And got upset... Oh, at the crowd. You said comedian. We're talking about Pete Davidson. We are. I don't. I think we're using the word comedian very lightly here. Oh, wow. I mean, a he's twenty. What six? Um. I I understand where he's coming from about being mad about the cell phones because you definitely want people to be in the moment. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, People it, were at his show, and there's a rule about the cell phones, apparently. But apparently there weren't. Okay. There were no, uh, most of the kids were like, there were no signs and no announcements that there was no cell phone. Okay. Uh, which, is, which is on whoever, which is on the production company. Uh, but also it's like, there's a better way to go about it. But also I understand that he's young in his both in his life and in his career. So, like, I've definitely flipped out on people the wrong way, especially during that time of my career. Okay. So I get it. It's a learning experience, and it sucks that he's at a place where it makes the news. Because a lot of comics have a, had a lot worse meltdowns than that. They just weren't famous enough for it to matter. Oh, I believe that. 100%. So it's like... And also in this era of everything's being recorded, everything's being tweeted, it's like you have to monitor yourself and you can't lash out like that. But also it's it doesn't hurt Pete Davidson because it still puts his it keeps his name out in the newspapers. It's interesting. Yeah, every all bad press is good press. And there are and I know artists that go out and try to make waves at certain points in their career. Just to, you know, if they have an album coming out or something like that, they go out and they just to get people cause talking. a little shit. And then it gets on the news and then and now they're selling records. Yeah. Like, don't think that there is no coincidence that Kid Rock ran for Senate or teased that he was going to run for Senate for seven months. During the same time, he was recently releasing album one song a month. Yeah. During that very same time. Like that is not a coincidence. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as the album was released, I'm not running for Senate. <laughs> what are you talking about? I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't running. <laughs> it's just a brilliant way to use the press. Because, I mean, in a t- they're in a 24-hour news cycle, so if you do it right, you can just keep feeding the fire. Mm-hmm. And it's just they're, try- they're, fe- they're looking for any gasoline that they can. So it's like, oh, Pete Davidson yelled at some college kids. <laughs> Oh, Pete Davidson, not dating Kate Beckinsale anymore. <laughs> like, you just got to keep your name out there. Yeah, yeah. Especially when you're a, and it's not because he's not talented, just because he hasn't been doing a lot. He's a marginal comic, as most twenty-six-year-old comics are. Like, it, it's hard to be relevant when you're still trying to figure out who the fuck you are. Yeah. yeah. How far were you in at twenty-six? I was doing Last Comic Standing. Oh yeah. But look at those jokes. They're all goofy. I look like Willy Wonka. I can't get laid. That's like, right. Like, I'm not trying to be relevant. That's right. And that's the only reason it worked. Yeah. When a 26-year-old kid is telling you Trump stuff, like, I don't give a fuck. Go go get a car loan, and then we can <laughs> talk. Do you? How do you feel about doing Last, Com- Last Comic Standing this far away from it? You glad you did that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it was a huge turning point for my career. Yeah. It kind of solidified me as a headliner for a time at least and um yeah i mean it's a great you have to you have to look at it for what it is i mean it's a game show but it's also cast a little a little bit sure like they definitely want their shit starters in there and then like that legitimate comics and uh but you have to you got to make a show but also it's not rigged like it can't be like game shows are uh they're regulated under law like when we would draw names to see who went, there was a it was being recorded and there was an official monitoring the entire thing. Oh, okay. To make sure everything was on the up and up. So 
Now, what happened with, like, the Drew Carey stuff in the season previous was they just found him and Brett Butler realized that their votes didn't really count as much as they thought they oh, did. Oh, that's right, yeah. Because they're like, we want these comics, and the producer's like, no, we're going to have these comics, which they're totally allowed to do. They're allowed to cast the show. Sure. But they're but once the, sh- once the game stuff starts, it's regulated. And uh, so... Yeah, I love doing it. I was I was very fortunate to be on a season where everyone kind of understood what was going on. Like I know Eliza's season, they didn't really get along. There was a, there was a lot of bitterness. I you know I I think her and another comic still don't speak because oh, wow. of it. Uh, but obviously Eliza's done very well for herself and oh, continues yeah. to do so. Right. And <laughs> as she should, she's an amazing comedian. Um, but. Uh, you know, Josh and Ty and Roz and Michelle and all those cats. When we, especially during the finals, we would have a big like hug and someone would say a prayer. It wasn't my thing, but it was some of their things. So, and I'd be a part of it because we knew it's like, hey man, we just go out there and do our best and whatever wherever the cards lay, that's where they lay. Also, we all knew Josh was going to win from night one of the finals because it was like, please welcome Roz, please welcome Michelle, please welcome Chris, please welcome Ty, please welcome Josh. Oh, like the <laughs> fucking roof almost collapsed. And uh, so you were like, oh, okay. So you're talking about Minnesota's own. We're all Josh Blue. Minnesota's own. And couldn't be a cooler guy, a funnier dude, or and he totally deserved to win that shit. Yeah. You know, a lot of people say he won the pity vote. Well, that he didn't ask for it. Mm-hmm. He right. just got it. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm fine with that because yeah. he, never, he never played. He never dat fanned it. You know, he never cried like, oh, my arm is just fucking. He's like, no, nah, man, don't pity me. I'm having a good time. Have you uh, have you watched the new Chappelle special? No, I haven't watched. I watched 15 minutes of one of the ones, and it wasn't. Well, I heard this one's good. I just, I don't watch a lot of stand-up. No? No, not really. I have a few, like, I. I have a few favorites that I like. I watched Chad Daniels' special the day it came out. Oh, it's so good. I watched Kreischer's special the day it came out. Um, you know, with Dave, he's so prolific, and you know he he made it. You know, he made this deal with with Netflix, and it's like I just to some extent I feel like he's like I have an hour of material. Let's go ahead and film it. And I don't know. Uh, how much he, I don't know, he's just so great. I wish, I, I I don't know, I just don't know how much he refines it or how much he even cares to, really. Hmm. But, like, if you watch Killing Him Softly, it's a solid hour of, like, and nothing misses. Yeah. And it's because it's refined and, he, like, he worked on it for a while. Yeah. And, like, this stuff, it's like you're putting one out every eight months, every six months, and it's like, even as great as you are, like, shouldn't you refine it a little? Don't you owe that to your audience to refine it a little bit? And that's, and then maybe it's not as, um, you know, maybe, it, maybe it just makes it a little more. I mean, because don't get me wrong, everything Dave Chappelle says is usually genius. But like, how gen- how more, how much more genius would it be if you took some time to fucking just hammer it out a little bit? Yeah. How soon after you recorded A Man from Kansas? That was like last August or something? Yeah. How soon did you drop all that stuff? The next day? Well, the thing is, is like you have six months in between the time 
you shoot it in the time that it comes out. See it, sure. So you have time to write shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you kind of phase it out, and you you definitely kind of uh try to write a little quicker or a little more prolifically during that time. So you have a solid at least half hour, forty five minutes of new stuff that you're working on, and then maybe do one or two bits from the new one. Right. Uh, but I, uh, so yeah, I, so I don't really have a rule about it, but yeah, I try to have it all. I try to have a new 30 or 40 by the time it actually hits the shelves. Good, yeah. good, good. I, uh, we haven't talked yet about the podcast you're doing now. That was new since the last time. We oh talked. yeah. Well, it's, it's new from three months ago. Yeah. We're on episode 10. So it's called the 1 millionth podcast. Cause we're the last people to start a podcast i think ever who's we me and my sister uh and i you know it was like one night we were hanging out and we always make each other laugh and have a good time and i was like this we should just record this and make it a thing and uh because i like hanging out with her and we have a good time and uh so I just thought, yeah, I mean, worst comes to worst. If it fails, it's not a huge deal. I had done a podcast before where it was just me, and, like, I'd have to book guests. Yeah. And then the guests would bail because they got an audition. So you can't be mad, but you're also like, well, fuck, now i got to fill this. So I knew with Andy, like, she, you know, we shoot it on or record it on Mondays or Sundays, dependent. And, uh, you know, she lives down the street. Okay. So, and odds are we were going to hang out anyway. So it's just, it's a lot of, and we're having fun with it, but it's, you know, it's basically like a morning radio podcast. We have topics. We talk about what we did that week. I listened to the most recent one. Yeah. And it's, you know, we are usually a little stoned and start riffing and have a good time. And is there a, I, so I, I've only heard the most recent, you, yeah. you doing a smoke break like in the middle or anything? No, it's usually a thing where, you know, while we're setting up, we'll smoke a bowl mm-hmm. and then I'll usually have like a couple fingers of tequila in front of me so here's kind of the format i i picked up on yeah it's uh like maybe a third here's what we did over the weekend swapping stories funny stories funny stories then some uh letters some emails from listeners listener mail very much and then some kind of like the morning show kind of like pop culture like three four five stories yeah and we try to keep it pretty light like again you're not gonna hear any politics or any shit like that yeah good uh yeah we just try to keep it light have a good time some for people to listen to on the way to work and stuff and it's going well every week the numbers increased um we're 10 episodes in we already have a sponsor we have another guy we literally have to just try the product and make sure we like it and then we'll have two sponsors nice if you don't like it will you still use it no 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 i'm not gonna sell stuff i don't i mean because we're not doing it for that yeah good good (laughs) we're just doing it to have a good time so you can have a little more integrity do you remember that episode of cheers when woody's drinking that kelp drink no oh it's terrible (laughs) (laughs) they you know remember he was an actor on the show and they're hiring him to do a commercial for this i don't know some sort of vitamin drink or protein drink and he's like (laughs) oh it's terrible Always makes me think of that. No, especially this early on in the podcast where you're trying to grow loyalty, uh, you don't want to you don't want to turn them the wrong direction. Yeah. yeah, your sister's really funny. She's very funny, and that's why she's on the podcast. Yeah, her and her laugh is great. She's got a cackle. She has a great laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's good people. Uh huh. Yeah, she can be a dick sometimes, but what sister can't? <laughs> yeah, right. Have you always been close to her? 
Yeah. I mean, when she became a person. I mean, we're seven and a half years apart. Okay. So, you know, when I was 18, she was 11. So we weren't real close then. Mm-hmm. Like, I was always very protective of her. I made sure she was taken care of. and But, you know, it wasn't until she was 14 or 15 where I was like, okay, now we can be friends. Right. And then... Um, Did you I say th- seven and a half years? Yeah. That's what... Me and my sister are. Yeah. Yeah. So it's nice. Like, we didn't go to the same school. We didn't even go to the same school district. Oh, Or same school system, for that matter. Uh, She went to Catholic school. I went to public school. Um, So, yeah, we never had that, like, competition. She feels some sort of competition with me, she said, but I I don't feel it with her at all. I'm just like, yeah, do you. I'm glad glad for all of your successes. Yeah. And uh, go America. Yeah, I had that, too. Yeah. I definitely had that, too. Are you the older one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly the same. So it's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember, you know, like, I left for college, and she was just going to start, what, seventh grade or yeah. something? Yeah, and it's like, yeah, go have fun. Mm-hmm. I have nothing to talk to you about right now. B- basically. You're just kind of annoying, and yet we like the same cartoons. <laughs> we watched The Wonder Years together. For sure. <laughs> that was our thing. <laughs> we'll watch The Wonder Years together. Um, let's talk. We can't do a podcast without talking a little sports. Okay. I'm wearing my Twins t-shirt. I'm wearing a Royals t-shirt. You're wearing your Royals t-shirts. Yeah. We're on opposite sides of the league today. That's for sure. Or the division, at least. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, the Royals not in last place. We're not. Uh, but, you know, any of the other division, if it weren't for the Tigers, we'd be in last place. Right. Uh, So how you feeling this year? You know, it's it's all part of the rebuild. When you're a small market team. It, it's a lot of heartbreak followed by a couple of years of maybe. And uh, there's definitely some talent on our team. None of it is in the bullpen. But we have some really good young talent, uh, especially in the lineup uh, with O'Hearn and Gallagher. Well, not Gallagher so much, but Dozier and Lopez. And we got we got a bunch of young guys. And they finally got, um, what's his face, Bubba Starling, the Local phenom that's been in the minors. I think he's like 47, but they finally moved him up to the league. And he's having a good year. Is that the guy the locals have already been like, what are we waiting for? Oh, no. It was just more like he struggled for a long time. Oh, okay. And then he finally finally got better. And then it was like, well, we might as well bring him up. We already suck. Like, it's been the kind of year where the other night Alex Gordon pitched. Those are my favorite nights, by the way. Yeah. I mean, we were down by, like, 12, and they're like, yeah, go ahead and let Gordo pitch. Mm-hmm. Gave up four runs. Yeah, I love finding out the guy who's going to, like, be the one called on, called in to do 65-mile-an-hour fastballs. Yeah, <laughs> so. that's when they're just like, you know what? Fuck it. Uh-huh. Can we get this kid in? <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, but, yeah, I mean, it's part of it. You know, you hope next year. It sounds like we're going to get sold. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, uh, which is fine. I, You know, our owner now is... Uh, not real great. And, uh, I mean, granted, he got us a World Series. I don't know how much of that was actually his doing, or most of it was Dayton Moore. God bless him. Uh, but I think the new owner, he's from Kansas City. Uh, I think it's going to be a good thing. Uh, I think he'll spend some money and, uh, you know, bring us back to glory at least for another year or two. Right on. Did you go to, have you gone to any games this year? I've been to a bunch of games this year. Uh, I actually got to see them play the Yankees both at Yankee Stadium and Royal Stadium. Wow, nice. So that was kind of cool. And then um, went to a couple other games while I was 
I've been back and forth, so yeah, I always make sure to catch it. I don't think they've won a single game I've been to this year, but uh, just a strange coincidence. Just a strange, but uh, still have a great time. Have you been over to Target Field? No, uh, and it's only because every time I've been here, they've been out of town. Like they are this week. Like week. they, yeah, I flew through the weekend. I go, uh, let me just see if there's a day game, and I was like, there is in Cleveland. Yeah, fuck. No, Chicago. Oh, Chicago. Right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As we're talking, they're playing. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So, and I was going to fly over there, but I do this podcast. Yeah, right. I appreciate you skipping that no one. No worries. Hang on with me. <laughs> uh, well, better success recently with your Chiefs. Yeah, but, you know, I don't get my hopes up. They, they've broken my heart too many times. I mean, I've made this analogy before, but they're like your ex-girlfriend with drug problems. They always come back going, we're, we're better. This is the year. And then fucking... Nope. But Mahomes is an amazing talent. Have you uh, met him? No, haven't met him. Uh, but he's an amazing talent. He's like, he could be a game changer, like one of those guys. I love the picture that was going around uh, last season with when his dad was a pitcher for the Twins. Yeah. And he's, and he's holding little tiny Patrick in his little <laughs> Twins jersey. I just love that. And so, yeah. Uh, but no, it's, this season should be fun. Uh, I didn't pick him up in many of my fantasy leagues, but that's because my family doesn't know how to draft properly. You get these family leagues and they're drafting quarterbacks first round. You're like, all right. We had, uh, I'm in one league. We had a draft uh, last Sunday. Yeah. I spoke up and and saved a guy when he was about to draft his third quarterback in a row. In a row. <laughs> first of all, no one has three quarterbacks. No. And you don't, and even if you do, how would you screw up and do it three? In a row? I said, uh, I go, you need three quarterbacks? And he went, I don't have three quarterbacks. <laughs> Fuck said, you don't. I go, read back your list. It was the, the last no, Roethlisberger's a wideout. Yeah, right. Everyone knows that. It is a guy that's finished last the four years he's been playing <laughs> with us, so I shouldn't have been that surprised. I got three quarterbacks and seven kickers. Yeah, right. Are you familiar with that website, Cameo? Uh, yes, I am. I'm not a part of it. Have they contacted you? Uh, I actually... Uh, sorry. Um, you got an important, important message there? Yes, I'm in the Comedy Store original room on Sunday at oh, 1045. Nice. Uh, th- I think they contacted me very early on, and I was like, no one wants to hear from me, okay. so I just let it go. Yeah. A- and uh, I'm still of that opinion. <laughs> have you ever gone to the site and looked at it? No. Did you know? Because I have. I have this weird oh, okay. fascination with it. Uh, I love seeing the names that pop up on there. For sure. Did you know that there are Kansas City Royals and Chiefs? Oh, yeah. Side? My sister uh, hired one of them to do a fantasy football thing. I might have watched it. Are you kidding me? Uh, Which one? I don't know. He, But she goes, uh, good luck to everyone except, except Danny, who sucks. <laughs> and he, even the guy, when he says it, he's laughing. So Who who did did she hire a former chief? It, it, was, a, it was a current chief, but I don't know who it is. I'll give you the name. So, yeah, there's a, a Mitchell Schwartz. Yeah. 50 bucks he charges. Dante Hall. Yeah. We know who he is. But not a chief anymore. No. He retired, isn't he? I think so. Yeah. 100 bucks to have him. Christian Okoye. Okoye, the Nigerian Oko- Nightmare. Me. Yes, Okoye, the, the Nigerian Nightmare. How much is that? 85. That's not bad. Not bad. Now, do you know who this is? And maybe this is the person you hired. Gracie Hunt. No. Do you know who uh, that is? I think it's one of the owners, right? 
it's the daughter of, of the, the owner. owner. Yeah. She's some sort of social media influencer. Or so some what's some that, like three hundo? She's she's blonde and pretty. Yeah. Twenty five. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. It's not bad. I'm now this is the one I'm guessing that you guys used for your deal. Oh, you said it was a chief, but this is uh, under the Kansas City Chiefs um, umbrella. Mm-hmm. Super fan X Factor. Do oh, you know who that is? Is that the guy with all the arrows? He's the guy. It looks like I'm looking at a picture of him. It looks like he's wearing, yeah, the arrowhead on his head that says X Factor. He's got a bunch of necklaces. No, no, no. The guy that I'm thinking of wears the other team's jersey with a bunch of arrows through it. Oh, nope. Not that guy. Not that guy. Nope. This is some other fella. I watched a few of his videos uh, yeah. the other night. He charges $15, which is one of the, like, <laughs> which is one of the lowest on the sightings. Maybe I should try it. Maybe I should just do it. <laughs> Oh, you don't need 15 bucks, huh? I mean, I don't need it, but I could use it. <laughs> right? I'm sure I could do something with it. So I was looking through these uh, last night, and I noticed that there were quite a few uh, posted in the last month that were shit-talking fantasy football videos. Yeah. yeah. So I love that you guys did that. Uh, yeah, X Factor. And then there's some Royals, or maybe former. Drew Butera. Yep. Former twin as well, Drew Butera. 30, yeah. 30 bucks. Also Trump supporter, Drew Butera. Mm, didn't know that. Very, very Trumpy. Wow. Did not know that. Yeah. Uh, I'll mention one more. The hatred keeps his hair in place. <laughs> <laughs> he does have perfect hair, doesn't he? He does, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so <laughs> We got uh, uh, LCD's Escobar. LCD's. Yeah. And Whit Merrifield. Whit Merrifield is a current Royal. He is. And he's actually possibly one of the most talented baseball players playing right now. Yeah, great hitter. He can play and literally play anywhere. Yeah. Has he pitched this year? Uh, No, but I'm sure he's warming up for later this season. Uh, $100 for Whit. Yeah, that's about right. When you're leading the league in hits. Oh, I love that. That's where the C note. Mm Mm-hmm. So cameo. Um. I'm a I'm a big fan. I've never spent money there. Yeah, but I love checking it out. I love checking it out. What uh, is there any other stuff we should be mentioning here? No, we got the podcast. We got the new special. I'm not on Cameo, but I'm thinking about it. And you will accept money. Yeah, if you just want to send money, that's fine. I don't Venmo know. me, bro. Ven- <laughs> Uh, I have an Amazon wish list. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm kidding. Hey, uh, I see this one's going viral. If you want to check out my yeah. wish list. I would not. I, I don't get Like, if someone sent me a gift, I would be freaked the fuck out. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No thanks. Like, no, thank uh-huh. you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. They want to send the podcast stuff, and we're like, oh, we're going to get a P.O. box. You people don't need to know where we live. <laughs> In the next county. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. So, got more shows here this week. Uh, yeah, I got uh, one tonight, two tomorrow, two Saturday, and then I'm out of here. And you got the and you're selling the merch after the shows. Got all mentioned. got all the records. They'll be available. And then uh, next month, I uh, I'm interviewing Shine Down in New York City. That's the next big thing that's coming up. What what? How will people see that? Uh, you have to be there. Uh, it's at it's. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> Three, two, one. Edit. Um. It's at a it's at ninety two Y. It's a it's a YMCA on ninety second street. It's been there for about one hundred forty five years. They uh, have a series of talks that they've given. Anyway, they they contacted Shine Down about uh, doing an interview and performance, and Shine Down 
requested that I do the interview because we're already good friends and they just thought uh, it would be best if we already had a rapport to turn it into more of a conversation, mm -hmm. really. So I think it's going to be a fun night where, uh, yeah, we sit down with the band and get to know some things and then the band does like an intimate performance. Uh, it's everybody but the drummer, so uh, it'll be very acoustic. And then, um, yeah, it'll be a good time. Very cool. I just have one more thing. I, I just uh, I'm looking at my notes here. Something I want to bring up to you, and a it's along the lines. Actually, I can tie this in with the like a podcast sponsor. Okay. If so, there's a there's a baseball player. Now he wasn't a royal, wasn't a twin. That I have no use for. No, <laughs> The Big Hurt, Frank uh, Thomas. Frank Thomas. He's doing those commercials now. For Nugenics. Yes. For selling the, dick pills. Selling dick pills. Yeah. Well. We're basically the commercials like, hey, pussy. Yeah, it's like a testosterone supplement. Uh, from a guy that's turned 40, I've had to start taking a testosterone supplement. Um, it's just, you know, your body. I mean, I understand there's a need for it. Uh, I wish they had approached it a little. Listen, I, I also stand most guys think with their dicks. So if you want to sell a product, you just go, hey, let's make your dick work. And they're like, I'm on it. Mm -hmm. Dick magic. Uh, but also, you know, that stuff's good just for, you know, your energy level and it keeps you a little bit thinner. I mean, you can't just take testosterone and sit on your fat ass. You still got to work out. And right. stuff, but I'm on these diet pills. They're fantastic. Oh, my step grandma used to pump my grandpa full of just fucking amphetamines and watch him sit on the couch and just shake. I was going to say. Just <laughs> fucking. Uh, Honey, calm down. I'm definitely a proponent of, you know, from a guy who fucking didn't know he needed it to needed it and then took it. And now, like, it's definitely life changing. No shit. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about new. I don't take Nugenics, yeah. but I take a testosterone supplement. Really, an estrogen blocker because when you when your testosterone levels rise, you're I don't this isn't funny in the least, but uh, you know both levels will rise, so you kind of got to keep one down so you don't get man boobs. But uh, yeah, I've definitely noticed a difference in the gym. Uh, I haven't been in the sex lab in a month or so, so we'll have to figure that out. But um, yeah, man, uh, it's definitely something worth you know. And again, I don't know if I want to be doing fucking testosterone ads but okay uh yeah i definitely get it I'm that wasn't the company that brought you uh i gotta check these out first <laughs> no, no no me and my sister i'm like you got a boner i got a boner <laughs> all right good take these works for guys and gals <laughs> he's all chubbed up over there chris this has been great oh thanks for having me man i had a good time thank you let's do it again in uh sometime next 14 year. 14 months there we go thank you